What is up, everyone? Welcome to the first episode of the Riverside Report. Um, I'm one of your hosts, Jack Boyg. I'm joined with, uh, along with Mac Gibbons and Max Williams. Uh, you guys will say hi. What's up, everybody? How's it going? We are super pumped for this weekend. We've already had one match week, and now we're heading into match week two out of the long MLS season. I'm Max Williams, and I could not be more excited. Come on, guys. MLS is in the loo. Yeah, so what the Riverside Report is going to be, uh, uh, we're just going to kind of talk about City weekly. Um, every Wednesday, hopefully, we're going to have an episode out around 5 o'clock that will recap the past weekend's game and then be a look forward um, toward the weekend game because the MLS schedule is now more fixed, and, and it's mainly uh, the weekend games. Um, so we're just going to kind of jump right into it. Last weekend, we had our, uh, inaugural opener against Austin FC. They were second in the Western conference last year. And, um, I was blessed. I got to go to the game being in Fort Worth. We just took a drive down me and a few other St. Louis guys. And it was a blast. Q2 stadium was sweet. What are you guys' thoughts? I mean, yeah. You were sending us the videos, man. I was jealous to say the least. It it looked like we traveled well. Austin, I mean, shout out to them. That environment looked rowdy. It looked like a fun place to be. Scary for some, not for the St. Louis boys. I mean, looking at the sports books, I saw the lines were posted. St. Louis was a hefty plus 500 underdog. And man, it was just everything you wanted in a first match of our history and more. I mean, it just looked awesome. I was in just probably like the most like lame setting I could have watched it in just in my dorm with some friends who really didn't care about the game at all. And I still was on my feet, just loving every single second of it. Wish I could have been down there with you, Jack, but Hey, I can enjoy the game in Arizona too. I guess that was awesome. Yeah. So um, just a quick recap, the game. Uh, it was a thriller, to say the least. 3-2 St. Louis City with their first three points in their history. Um, we started out with a 4-2-3-1, how we kind of expected. Uh, no one really out of the ordinary. Um, the squad held up for the most part. Indiana Veselev broke his nose pretty early in the game, which was a bummer. But um, we held our own at first. After that opening whistle, we looked a little shaky. I mean, what you'd expect in an environment like that. And then it was really bizarre to see how quickly we settled in. These guys have only been training with each other for a few months. They went through preseason. We never, we didn't really have any good uh, results from preseason besides just a couple ties and a loss, I think. But other than that, we just kind of dominated the counterattack, which is what we can kind of dive in two first is kind of our play style because we opened up the scoring off a of Tim Parker header, our captain, uh, MLS bet. Uh, you could not ask the scenes at Q2 stadium was insane because I know you guys are probably jumping around at home. I just remember the first thing I did, my buddy was on my left and I just looked at him and we just started hugging because we were like, what the hell we are up one Oh on this team. And Q2 Stadium is full of this just – I don't even know how to explain the environment. But those fans, they it, the game of soccer means so much to them. 
And it was so cool to see that many people go to the stadium, buy the tickets, and just watch the team and the sport that they love. And their supporter section, the I don't even know what they're called, but they kept doing this like black and verde chant, and it was intimidating. But uh, we opened a scoring 1-0, and then we had another goal go in, called back because of a foul. It was a sweet goal, too. And then four minutes into the extra time of the first half, they tie it up. So then at half time, 1-1, going to the half. Uh, what were your guys' halftime thoughts uh, back at home, Matt? I know you were back in Missouri Fort. But how were, what, what were you thinking there? Yeah, I mean, it was honestly a great time. Like you said, I mean, your similar reaction in the stadium, it was replicated here. Tim Parker's first goal that went in, it just went crazy. Everybody, me and my friends, we were just going wild. And I mean, yeah, we had we came out in that formation that we saw in preseason. Didn't really have that identity, like you said, off the first start. I mean, some would blame it on nerves, just the emotions high. Lots of factors going into that. But I think we did really find ourselves settling in. We kind of absorbed all what Austin's attack was, and we kind of gave it right back at them, and we did it a lot stronger, a lot better, and a lot more threatening. And I think the first half was good. Obviously, hated seeing Vasilev go down. He was one of the players I really wanted to see play a full 90 or up to a full 90 because of just everything he's been talked about. So, yeah, I thought the first half was about as good as we could expect it for our first game away. And just to tag on, Max, before I will let you um, tell me about your thoughts about the first half, but Indiana going down was a blessing and a curse. Hopefully he's fine. I saw him wearing that, the mask at preseason, so I don't know if we'll see him play Saturday. Um, it'd be kind of cool to see him play with a mask. But we got to see Bloom, our big South African signing, play the rest of the game, and he looked comfortable. He just went right into the game, controlled everything. He was an engine in the midfield, and – I can't wait to see my, more of him this season, Max. Yeah, I honestly thought we did a great job of keeping the shape for the most part in the first half. Um, coming into this game, Austin FC is a team that likes to have possession of the ball. Last season, they averaged 55% possession in all their games across the board between the regular season and then the postseason. And there were only five occasions where they had less than 45% possession all season long, only five games. And we did a great job, I think, limiting that in the first half. Towards that second half, I was worried that after that added time goal, things were going to fall apart. I was worried that that was going to be the opening of the floodgates. We were going to kind of let it get in our head. But I was super impressed by the composure, the mental game that City was able to play, not letting that first goal get to them. And kind of they, they couldn't maintain that same level of possession in the second half, but they were able to adjust properly. And that's why we won the game. Yeah, I think their first goal, um, they just kind of caught our wing back, our backs off guard. It was a good through ball. And then, of course, Sebastian Drusi, one of the best guys in the league. You cannot like he had he's going to make that 11 times out of 10. Berkey was high off his line. It was a beautiful goal for them. Couldn't really do much about it. Um, so then the second half starts. And at this point, I know for us St. Louis guys there, we, we, I think the consensus was we were fine with a point, but always there was that little sliver of hope where we just thought, could we actually pull this off? 
And then that was just shut down by Gallagher, the Austin sub. He scored four minutes after being subbed on. Um, kind of kind of poor defending, but just better attack. He just kind of danced through our guys and had a nice finish. Austin crowd was fired up. And then at that point, I think our uh, hopes were kind of like, okay, well, this is kind of what we expected. And then Stroud had that goal. Um, next, what happened? What was your guys' thoughts? Let's see, let's hear your thoughts when we went down two one. Both of those goals were just kind of miscommunications that hopefully the back line can clean up as they get more experience with each other. First regular season game, it just was two little mistakes like that 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 ended up costing us. Austin, that whole entire game, thirteen shots, only two shots on target. Are you and, being are you being nice to our St. Louis and Kip Keller by saying that was a little mistake? No, I'm saying from our our defense allowed those two goals by just oh, oh, mistakes that oh. could have been improved. That that was one of the craziest. <laughs> I mean. He he had to have said Stroud had to have said something to him or or I don't even know what causes a defender to make a mistake like that. But I was literally just completely dumbfounded when it came to that pass that just oh my gosh, what a way to get back into the game. I mean, from that point on, you just kind of felt like the momentum really shifted our way it just was incredible to watch I couldn't believe it yeah I mean <clears throat> if there's any way any sign that was telling us that we could come back and win this game it was that back pass to shroud and I mean Max you said it best I think over time those little defensive just mental errors are going to be solved as the team just plays more with each other and just has that time to gel I mean it's like we said it's a tough place to play and just Nerves, emotions, all that is just taken into it. And I think I, – I don't see it really happening. I think it sharpens up over the season. And I think it's really just written in the stars that it was Kip Keller too because he's only ever known St. Louis soccer. He played for Gallagher. He went to uh, SLU, played his college career there. And then he – I know he played a game with uh, St. Louis FC. I don't know if he played more. I know he played one for sure. And then he's only has a few games or maybe five, five or six, I feel like, under Austin. Like, he's a young kid. He's 22. So, he doesn't deserve the hate he got after that, even though that was – that was – I don't even I, – I literally have no words to describe it because I've never seen anything like that in sports. The but, voices got to him. The, he, the voices were super loud in that man's head. I don't know – if he needs to get that checked out or something, but he let the voices win, and I, I don't even know. He did. And um, so after that, it's 2-2. At that point, it's like, all right, boys, let's just hang in there. Let's get a point. But Giacchini, he said, no, sir. He sees Strauss. Whoa, Strauss. Klaus making a cut on the right side, plays a through ball, and all from there, Zhao Klaus, it's just nothing but – what's going on at his feet. There's no thinking in that moment. Of course, it's poor Kip Keller in the moment again. Uh, he makes it in the box. Klaus cuts to his left and toe pokes it. 
into the side netting. Pandemonium, chaos. Only so many words can describe that moment. And I just feel like the words that can describe that moment are going to describe the entire 90 minutes at City Park on Saturday also. What were your thoughts when that final goal went in? I mean, as soon as it hit the back of the net, cups were flying. Everybody was jumping up and down. It was it was crazy. I mean, that's the only word that can put into all those emotions. It's just it was crazy. I mean, huge smile on my face. I was hugging all the boys. I mean, it was awesome. It was just that's all I can say. It was awesome. Just can't ask for much more. Well, I wasn't hugging any boys, but the moment that through ball was played, I I didn't want to get my hopes up too high. Klaus, he's a big guy. I didn't know if he had the pace to to beat the defender and and get all the way down there to the opponent's box late in the game. He played all 90 minutes. Well, almost all 90 minutes. He had to go off after the goal. But, oh, he just chugged all the way down that field. And the moment he cut it back, I I thought for sure, oh, my God, he has to score here. It was a crazy finish, but an even better run. And the pass to set it up was just a perfect play all around. It was such an incredible goal. Yeah, our – our team just played together. They played like a team. It wasn't an individual effort. It was everyone help everybody, uh, side before self. And then, of course, that goal just led to nerves going even higher for us, though, because then you have the end of the game. You have that last 10 minutes or so with added time. And... I mean, of course, that's just how soccer works. That led to Austin being on the attack. They had that crossbar. Oh, my gosh. I think we all just kind of freaked out in that moment, grabbed each other. And then the final whistle blew. Players on our team fell to the floor. They were exhausted. Hands, fans grabbed each other. It was just – it was a moment that I will never forget in my life, and I cannot wait to repeat that on Saturday. I hope. Um, who's your guys' favorite player from the, from this game? I love Tim Parker, dude. He is such a beast in the back. He just gives you like the feeling of like just a natural leader on the team. He, he's so physically strong. We saw that in his goal that he scored getting up for the header just carving space in a crowded box and even winning it over the keeper this guy seems like an easy sort of fan favorite keep your composure in the back type of guy and I thought he played well uh all around any defense that can stop Sebastian Jerusi from scoring more than one goal. I mean, this is a guy who's possibly an MVP favorite for this season. Last season, if you just look at his touches and take-ons in the opposition's box, opposition's half, out of 109 attempts taking on opponents one-on-one, he had a 50.5% success rate. And so this is a just incredible attacking player. I think he had 22 goals last season. 
he's a beast. And if Tim Parker can stop a player like that, I don't know why he can't stop any other player in the league. And just to add on to his role, he played that good, and his role got so much bigger when the stud, Joachim Nelson, our Swedish center back, who's supposed to be really good for us this year, when he got hurt um, in preseason, like in practice maybe, um, like he Parker has that much more of weight to carry for this team, and he did exactly that on Saturday. Matt, who was your favorite player from the game? My favorite player from the game, and I think for many games to come, is Jao Klaus, number nine. I mean, he – I think City nailed it perfectly. I think this type of striker for our inaugural season is just – he's just going to put the ball in the back of the net. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be beautiful. But he's if it's on Jao Klaus, it's going in the net. I mean, I just cannot wait to see him as a striker throughout the season. Just get the ball at his feet. Let him work. I love him so much. Uh, so my favorite player was blown in the game, but I think we have to shout out Edward Leuven first, uh, the German midfielder who, Max, how many assists did he have? He had, he had two assists, which was enough to get him into the MLS team of the week, which I thought was just awesome to see that. Like even just one of our players in that team was – an incredible sight to see. I love that. Yeah, he played at the six. He was obvious that he was meant to be there, and he will remain there for the remainder or for the rest of the season. And then on his right at the eight, Blom subbed them for Indiana Vasilev, and Blom performed perfectly. He was at every ball. He distribute well. He covered the whole field. It was so much fun to watch him, and I cannot wait. I want to get his name on back of my jersey. I think that's going to be my pick for back of the, for my first uh, jersey kit. Um, so that was that was the three points we've collected in Austin. We are one and zero. We're top of the conference. Cannot ask for much more. But because we're sports fans, we do ask for much more. And this weekend we have Charlotte coming to St. Louis for our first home opener. Um, Anyone got anything on Charlotte? Tell me a little bit about them. Well, I mean, their first game of the season had an impressive showing from all their fans. You know they have a strong fan base when they brought in 69,000 fans to that stadium. And this is actually the first time in MLS history where two matches on the same day featured over 65,000 in attendance. Charlotte FC and then Atlanta brought in over 65,000 on the same day, which kind of just shows, hey, this league is no joke. I, I hope it grows each and every year. And I think this is a very good sign that more people are starting to hop on the major league soccer <clears throat> bus. I'm all for it. Yeah. Yeah. So Charlotte, um Charlotte lost to the Rev um Revolution. New England Revolution is that their that's their name I think um, they lost last week 1-0 in front of their crowd of course like Max said 69,000 people you can tell that team had to be nervous so you can't let that scoreline determine how they're going to play on Saturday because every game's a new game it's always up in the air which is why I love the MLS and uh, Charlotte's also a newer expansion side they've only been in the league 
maybe last last year was their first year, I believe, and they barely missed the playoffs. So they're no team to just kind of joke around with. It's going to be a, a full 90 minutes of just back and forth footy on Saturday, I believe. Matt, thoughts? Yeah, I mean, if you even look at the game, it's one nothing, but the goal came from Kessler in the 89th minute. So, I mean, it was a great defensive showing from Charlotte and also from New England. And just looking at last year's standings, both of those teams, Charlotte, I think, finished ninth in their respective conference and New England finishing 10th. So, I mean, it was a great game, a great season opener. I know it didn't go Charlotte's way, but, I mean, you saw a great solid team performance from both of them. And, like, we've all alliterated on, I mean, it's just been that huge crowd. I mean, a lot of things going into it. It's just a great season opener. And I think we can see something similar to that when they come to St. Louis, I think with this being our first home opener ever, there's going to be a lot of emotion. I think there's not going to be an empty seat in the house. And I think that might either play into our advantage or Charlotte's with this being, I think, a low scoring affair and then fireworks everywhere. If we get one in the back of the net. Yeah. So like you just said, low scoring affair, let's see your, let's go with predictions and then we'll call this episode uh, good. Matt, your prediction for the game? I know I said low scoring. I think this is going to be classified under low scoring. I think Berkey gets his first clean sheet. I think he gets it in front of the home crowd. I'm going for a 2 nothing City win. Max? I think Charlotte notches one somewhere in this game. Stoppage time, last game against New England. Kevin Vargas, or Kerwin Vargas, excuse me, had one off the post, not too different from that Austin game where they almost equalized and added time. It seems like just madness occurs in added time in the MLS, especially with that Atlanta game that that was that one was crazy. But back to the prediction, I think Charlotte gets one. Um, I think at home. This crowd's going to give St. Louis the energy they need to really get out on the attack. Charlotte's another possession team that we're going to have to look out for. I'll be interested to be looking out for that stat throughout the game, similar to uh, match week one against Austin FC. But final score, 2-1. I think St. Louis pulls out a victory. In, in the tone. I like that. Um, another stat before I get my prediction. No, only four expansion teams have won their first two games in the MLS. Only four. So we make five. And I think we are going to do that this Saturday in front of a rowdy 20,000 person crowd. St. Louis has been waiting for this for decades. And I think the energy, I don't think it's going to scare the players. I think they're just going to thrive off it. I think St. Louis will win this game three to one. Love that. So thank you for watching this first episode of the Riverside Report. This has been Jack, Max, and Matt. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed. Stay tuned. We can, uh, we're going to do these every week, so it'll only get better. Let's go, City. Um, I don't really know how to end this. We'll, we'll be back next week with another report, another recap, and yet another preview because we're not going anywhere. Stick with us all season long for STLSC news, reports, hot takes, everything 
around the team goes through us. Stay tuned. Thank you, guys. See ya.